For Ranger Review Podcast. We are coming to you live from the Ranger Room of Mammoth King Studios in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. My name is Dan. I'm Freddie. And uh, I got a story uh, to tell you. Oh. Uh, let me regale you with a tale from Friday night. Mm hmm. I go to pick up my lovely girlfriend, Bryn, and she tells me she wants to go to this tea place. Uh, it's this Korean place called Gabi. They don't have a sign. They just have like a crazy wooden door. We go in there. We have drinks. We have uh, a little slice of cake. And then I need to go to the bank. Okay. So we're driving to the bank. And we see what looks like a body in the middle of the road. There's just this body <laughs> with its arm like hang, hanging over itself. Oh. But it's humongous. Yeah. So... We it's drive humongous? up, like, it's it's as tall as me, but two Freddies wide. Really? Yeah. So, we roll up on it, because it's right in the lane that we need to, that we're in. Yeah. So, we roll up on it, pull to the side of it, it's a stuffed bear. Oh. <laughs> so, Bryn goes, oh, oh no, he's been abandoned, oh, oh. no. But yeah, he that is would hurt me too. Six foot two, yeah, and two Freddies wide. Yeah. Uh, so we drive past it, and I go, Bryn, do you want the bear?" And she goes, I, "I'd like you to save the bear. I'd like you to save the bear." So uh, I pull into the Walgreens parking lot. Yeah. Uh, I park the car. I get out. I run across the street to go save the bear. Yeah. And as I'm full of spiders, as soon as I come up on the bear, like I'm at the crosswalk, I'm about to go into the street to get the bear. The police see the bear in the middle of the road, and they think what I think, that's a person. Yeah. That's a gigantic person. <laughs> they see you running up to it. And they flip around, turn on the lights, yeah. flash all of their lights on this bear, and I'm standing in the crosswalk. Yeah. Because I'm on the sidewalk. I haven't gone out into the street yeah. because I saw the police car right there. And they're like, sir, what is this? And I just yell, it's a bear. Yeah. And they're like, is it your bear? And I go, no. And they go, what are you going to do? And I go, I was going to save the bear. And they go, grab the abandoned teddy bear. <laughs> and I pick up this bear. I say, shit you not, it's 80 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He got like a heavy bag. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I lift it up and throw it on my shoulder. Yeah. And I start walking back to the sidewalk. And because there's a cop there watching me, I take the crosswalk, I press the crosswalk sign, I've got the 80-pound bear on my shoulder <laughs> waiting for the light to turn green. <laughs> yeah. All the while, Bryn is sitting in the car snapping pictures of me carrying a bear as big as I am. Yeah. Yeah. Across the street. Yeah. I put it into the backseat of my car where it stayed for two days before I took Bryn home. I couldn't see out the back window of the car. I imagine. I was hoping that I was going to be able to pick you up with the bear in the car. <laughs> well, see, that's how I was hoping the story would end. Or one of two ways I was hoping the story would end. That there was a person in the bear? One of two ways I hoped the story <laughs> would end is that you would finish 
in great detail like you did talking about the bear and how big it was and how you couldn't see out see out the how you couldn't see out your um, your back window. Mm-hmm. And then you turn and you open the closet behind you and it just falls out like a body. <laughs> you know, and like and you're like and now here it is. Or it was like a Dybbuk bear well, it had a Dybbuk inside it or something like that. Like there something horribly horribly wrong with this bear. I will tell you that demon body Dybbuk which is a demon, I guess, yes. but, you know. The day, the spiders. next day, we did go to a drive-thru with the bear in the back seat. Yeah. That was an in- that was some interesting looks. Yeah. Pretty much any time we pulled up to a stoplight and someone looked in and saw this gigantic teddy bear just sitting in the back seat. And yeah, and they... And they run, uh, they, they run through the gambit of ideas like I would, you know. Full of spiders, full of body, full of divic. Yeah. And uh, luckily, it was not. It was none. Yeah, none. None of the three. But the bear is sitting safely in Henderson, Nevada. <laughs> yeah, in my girlfriend's bedroom. That's cool. Yeah. I would have done the same thing. I'm very much like that too. If I see a stuffed animal, like discarded, uh, uh-uh, uh, 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 can't let my boy down like that. Can't can't let the well, can't let the homie down like well, that. Well, I didn't want to take him. Yeah, that was the thing. Is that I mean, it's gigantic? I didn't want to. Well, I didn't want to take him because I thought that maybe it was a family that was moving. That lost it, but if I placed him anywhere, he was just going to become a home for a homeless. Yeah, someone would crawl into him like yes. a tauntaun. Yeah, and then cause real terror. Yeah, because then we unlock secret uh, fourth possibility: Li- live person, Li- live hobo, <laughs> live hobo with a weapon, <laughs> live hobo. <laughs> the chest splits open, and out comes this fucking hobo with a. Sawed off pull cue and just fucking wax you over to the, the temple with I it. would just imagine him sitting there and then someone goes, Oh, look at this big bear and goes to hug it and then in in stabs you with a syringe. Yeah. <laughs> through the arm. Through the arm. Yeah. Like he the has bear a sur- wraps arms has a syringe. You. Yeah, it's a big mitten. Full arm mitten. Full of syringe. Yeah. And you come, come grab. It's like, yeah, yeah, I totally see that. He's sitting there. See, yeah, secret fourth option, full of hobo, full of live hobo. Yeah, that would have been horrific because that's absolutely what would have happened if you took it out of the street and then just left it in front of a Walgreens. A hobo will don it, yes, like armor, and then use it. How like did you a, know I was going to leave it in front of a Walgreens? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I live in Vegas. <laughs> I live in Vegas. I know how. I know how these things go down. <laughs> um, yeah, but he would don it like armor, and then he would become like a human trapdoor spider, or a human Venus flytrap, or a human anglerfish. Yeah, presenting you with the with the the wonderful sight of a gigantic teddy bear. You get in close, and he stabs you with a syringe full of air. Yeah. And then he takes your money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't want that to happen, so we yeah. spent a majority of this morning making sure That's why sure you give that it a stomp. That's why you give it a stomp first. This morning, we yeah. spent a majority of the time yeah. cleaning him. Yeah. Because yeah. Bryn aptly named him Street Bear. Mm. Okay. Okay. She doesn't name stuffed animals the right way. Whatever animal it is, that's its name. Gotcha. For Valentine's Day, I gave her three giraffes, and they were different colors, 
She didn't name them blue giraffe, yellow giraffe, and pink giraffe. She named them all giraffe. Okay. So, that's... Should have... Yeah, should have named giraffe, but, like, each one, you... Each one, you have, like, a different made-up pronunciation? Yeah. For giraffe? She didn't do yeah, that. It giraffe, was just giraffe. Giraffe. And giraffe. Iraf or uh, G-Rap, and you put a bandana on that G- one. G-Rap, yeah, <laughs> put a bandana on it. G-Rap, Guy-Rap, Giraffe. Yeah. Or Key-Rap. Mm, yeah, anyway. But, uh, okay, that's good that the bear, like, because I, like I said, I'm the same exact way, where I would rescue a stuffed animal, for sure. But if, but you have, uh, you are right to, to err on the side of, uh, err on the side of caution with that because if if a stuffed animal can fit a full size hobo in it, gotta be careful. This stuffed animal could have fit a full size Dan McNerney in it. Full size Dan McNerney <laughs> with stuffing room to spare. <laughs> yeah, you you'll, you keep your 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 hobo bindle in there along with your various. Stabbing and bludgeoning implements. Yeah. And still have room for you to have a nice, cozy spot. Although, c- coming up on the months we're coming up, the, 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 the twin-headed beast that is July and August here, not, not too far off. Yeah. Being in a bear, whoo, you can't do that. No, you can't. Polyester, you dead in minutes. You're dead in minutes. The trap, the trapdoor hobo. It was ten o'clock at night when I picked up this bear, and it was still ninety-five degrees. Yeah, yeah. Like the trapdoor, the trapdoor hobo is probably a. a, uh, That's a good November prank. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good. That's a good November prank. (laughs) Yeah, that's 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 the old uh, that's the old Thanksgiving shenanigans. You know, I'm gonna ask Bryn if after. After we get back, yeah, from our from our holiday this year, yeah, if I can add a zipper to the back of Street Bear, yeah, and that I can climb inside of him from time to time, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's got very long legs. That is weird because, like, usually the bear like proportions or the the like the proportions of a stuffed animal like a teddy bear. Uh-huh. Usually don't. They usually got stubby legs. Like, look at Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Stubby old legs on that Stubby thing. arms, stubby legs. Not this bear. This bear's yeah. got arms and legs for days. <laughs> he made for hugging. <laughs> Full body. <laughs> uh. that's, that's really weird. I've got to a think lot of... if he had full fucking, like... He had the wingspan of an NBA forward. You know, like, that's insane. That's insane. Like the why would they make it to to those kind of stati- like those kind of proportions? I have yeah. no idea. But it seems almost solely for hiding syringe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I think that I would just sit on street corners yeah. on the strip yeah. in the bear suit. Oh well, yeah. I think I would ask to add a zipper and I would just kinda like sit on Las Vegas Boulevard. For like three hours, yeah, and like as people came up to take pictures by the Bellagio me, Fountain, it's the coolest there. Uh, I'd probably do it over by MGM Grand. 
I meant like like literally coolest. Yeah. Like like the water makes it cool. Yeah, and then as people came to take pictures with me, I'd just like put my arm around them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know how often people would come up to take pic if it's just, well, I guess they'd be in on it. It is a strip and there's plenty of uh costumed uh, characters. Yeah, I guess that's the best way to call them. But we'll the see. best thing to call them. It's probably not going to happen, but this is a Power Rangers show, not a Hobo Bear show, right? <laughs> not a, yeah. Today we'll be covering two episodes from Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers, the first one being Attack of the 60-Foot Bulk. This one is direct, it is written by Giles Wheeler, but directed by Bulk Man himself, Paulie Schreier. Yes, sir. This one starts out at a water park, and we find out that Bulk's uncle was nice enough to open it up to his class. Yep. Now... This water park looks dope. What water park is it? It's Raging Waters in Los Angeles. If you want to go, it's in San Dimas. Yeah, it was dope enough for you to look up because you're like, I want to be there. I do want to go there. I want to go there pretty badly. It does have a bad review, though. It does only have two and a half stars on it. Ah, fuck off. It's only open on Saturdays and Sundays. It's It's a water park. Yeah. It's a water park, god damn it. That's a serviceable... Two stars is serviceable rating for me for a water park. Yeah? Yeah, it's a goddamn water park. I don't know what people expect from a water park. That's what I mean. Like, what do you think's going to happen there? Do you want there to be oh, as Oh, the many food was terrible. It's a water park. Yeah. It really, I think that it really depends on entrance fee, right? Yeah. That should be, I yes. think. So we have two water parks in town, one of which I haven't been to. The other one is Cowabunga Bay. One is the Bunga. Cowabunga is a $35 entry fee, which is a high entry fee for a water park. That's it. That's it. Uh, yes. They got nine rides. Okay. I think 35 for nine rides is a serviceable. I'm kind of like Dr. Manhattan when it comes to water parks in the sense that I'm completely detached. Well, if you... Yeah, you can't be out in the sun. No. So. But if you... These are... These are these are human problems. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. These are human know. problems that are that I'm completely dis- disassociated with. What is what is your nighttime regimen? Can you not wear a jacket at night, or does the reflection of the sun on the moon affect you? I can. I can walk around at night. Yeah. Well, uh, Fridays all summer long, Bunga does a eighteen and over. Bunga does. <laughs> the bung. The, the bunga, bunga does a eighteen and over. Eighteen and over from eight p.m. to midnight. Really? So you could water park. I could water park. From 8 p.m. to midnight. That'd be weird, man. It's been... Woo! It's been some time since I've been... I think, honestly, the thing the last time I was in a water park was fucking the original Wet n' Wild that was next to Sahara. That is now the SLS. Shittiest hotel. Uh... Not sp- did not you a, not a sponsor? Did, <laughs> did you go because David Yost and Steve Cardenas were there playing video games with people on Friday? I put the, I put that in the group chat. Yeah, I saw that. That was pretty cool. But, but I no, the last time that Wet and Wild spot, I was there. I must have been twelve. It was during summer school, hmm. and we had like a little. Is that usual, or is that is that something that happens? Summer school field trips. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was the summer. Well, s- I don't know about that because I used to go. I was in daycare for a little bit. Uh, I was too old to be in daycare, but we did a wet and wild day, 
once. And we also did a MGM Grand Adventures Day once. Yeah. I did MGM Grand Adventures many times. Because, as you know, my mom worked at MGM. And I got them tickets anytime I wanted. That's cool. Yeah. And I also saw every iteration of effects. Everyone. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. Thank you. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, what I'm saying is it all depends on the price. Because 35 for nine rides, you would say, man, that's kind of high, right? Well, yeah. Disney is $102 a day. And they say that you've gotten your money's worth if you've done three attractions in one day. That's putting some high value. On that, their includes, rides. that includes uh, if you do a character meet and greet, you watch a parade coming through. Anything no, like parades that. are free. Fuck off. Like I don't put a I don't put a dollar value on parades. Those happen. Parades happen. If That's you, like a shooting star or some kind of other occurrence in nature. <laughs> parades fucking happen. Whatever, big whoop. They're, I'm never, ever paying to see a parade, unless I'll give it. Unless it's the original. Um, I can't think of the, the electrical the, parade. Electrical parade. Thank you. I'm sorry. They did an updated version of it uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, I know that Bryn and I went specifically to go see. Yeah, that's cool. And we did. Well, we did. I would feel like I would. I want to. Th- I want to say thank you to my friend at Disneyland, whose name I'm not going to give out. Right. Who set up that day for us? Yeah. But that's that's a parade that's something special. I'll give him that. But every yeah. other parade, though, mm-mm. don't give a shit. Like I, I shouldn't say don't give a shit, but I will. I would never pay to go to a parade. But yeah, they they say that if you do three things, yeah, includes character meet and greets, rides, parades, shows. Three things is your money's worth for the day, according to Disney. I don't know. That seems that seems really a hundred and two dollars a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. That's for one park. That's for not one if you park. Do, not if you do the park hopper. Uh, yeah, three three attractions is supposed to be your fill, or you should be happy with that. That should be your fill. Uh uh-uh. uh no sir, no sir. I'd be quite disappointed if I only did three rides. Yeah that. I f- like I felt like we really, really got our money's worth at Universal Studios, but that's because All Might came through for us. Yeah, and and secured us fast passes. <laughs> well, when we do Disney yeah. for Power Morphicon twenty twenty, mm-hmm. we're gonna pay uh, an extra fifteen dollars on top of our ticket price. Uh huh. Because then you get this app Fast Pass, which allows you to book your Fast Passes on your phone immediately. Oh. Yeah, and uh, you get a lot more fast passes because uh, Disney's whole thing is that you get three fast passes a day, essentially. Mm-hmm. Not including if you get like a World of Color fast pass to watch that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with the app, you get one every forty-five minutes. Oh, okay. And the first time I used it was when Guardians of the Galaxy first opened. Breakout. And I got to ride Guardians four times a day. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you must have saw every... No. Oh. No, there's like seven of them. I only saw three. Oh, wow. Plus, I got to do the Halloween version, 
Oh, man. That's really cool. The Halloween version had a three-hour wait with the Fast Pass. It was an hour and 15-minute wait. Ooh. Not so bad. Yeah. Not so bad at all. Okay. All right. And I I'm mean, an adult. Hour and 15 minutes goes by like lightning. Yeah. Doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> <laughs> I think we spent an hour and 15 minutes talking about this water park. And 20 minutes. Well, Dan, there goes the joke. <laughs> 20, that was a fast 20 minutes. No, that wasn't. Yeah, that was a fast 20. That was. That's true. Just farting out our dicks for 20 minutes. And yeah, that was, we talked about Hobo Bear and water parks. We did. That was a. Yeah. Banged out 20 minutes like it was nothing. I guess we'll get to the episode now. Yeah. So like Dan said, they had a water park. The the classes, and then we get something that both me and Dan kind of like just shot looks at at each other because was it Whiteman? Is that his name? Uh, Willie yeah. White, the the teacher that like helped the Rockies teacher for a day teacher. Yeah, the, was who, with who them. became the the principle of terror or whatever or the he became the the math the, the wizard mathematician mathematician yeah he became the mathematician that guy he's just there not looking a day older or younger but we did come to the realization that they're 12 the rangers have been dh to 12 yeah they're still in high school so we want to say that they're 17 so they've only been dh'd five years yeah those were a big five years for those Rangers. I mean, those are, uh, for your body, those are some big years. 12 to 17, yeah, there's some big yeah. changes. Yeah. Granted, the Rangers are like 25. Sure. The actors themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't, when you're in your 30s to 40s, you don't change that much. So if he was 40 when they did Teacher for a Day, he's 35 now. Mm-hmm. He'd be a little less wrinkled. Yeah, that tracks pretty well. Yeah, that tracks pretty well, and I don't think I have any complaints with that. The only, the only th- complaint, or not even complaints, the only thing I have to mention about continuity is something that I'm actually all for is our boy friend of the podcast, Big Bang's haircut, <laughs> and I and realizing that Catherine's hair changed. Catherine's hair changed. Well, it's just like shorter, right? It's a lot shorter. It's just shorter. But that's not that's not like a full on the okay, this s- severity he still has the spikes. Severity of change. This is the thing. Okay, here here here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? So, Catherine hair when she older, longer. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Time has passed. Rewind, got shorter. Makes sense. Time has rescinded. Rocky's hair is the only besides Catherine, as we just said, is the only one that's different. And his hair got much longer and styled in a very, very certain way. Yes, but I mean, like, I'm just everybody saying, had bad haircuts when they were kids. Yeah, I my mom legitimately used to cut my hair with a bowl. Yep. So I mean, like, I can't fault the mulet. Mm-hmm. Because that's a mom's choice. Oh, I would never fault this mulet because it is honestly, I think it's glorious. I think it's a magnificent one. Yeah, he said, Mom, everybody in school has spiked hair. I want spiked hair. Yeah. And she but said, you got such I can't beautiful cut hair. Your beautiful long yeah. hair. Yeah, you got such beautiful hair, though. I'm not cutting it. 
you know what? I'll give you the spikes, but you got to keep the length. Yeah. And he did it, but yeah. he rocked it. Yeah, you fucking rocked it. Oh, my God. <sighs> Rocky regressed. <laughs> so, Rocky peaked real early. And then, yeah. Oh, there it is. Just eating, eating gross things for, his friend, for Adam's enjoyment. <laughs> I mean, everybody has that friend. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Everybody has that friend. I used to be the guy that would eat anything for money. Same. And I got to let you know. I'm still that guy. Yeah. Because... Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I was watching Mr. Beast on YouTube, and he was walking around the streets telling people that he would give them $10,000 to eat a ghost pepper, and then if they ate the ghost pepper and swallowed it, he just handed them a stack of cash, 10000 If you came up to me with a That's stack happening. of cash and said, you eat this ghost pepper, I'll give you $10,000, I would just take it out of their hand and just pop it in. Yeah. If he came up with the stack of cash and the ghost pepper, I would eat the pepper from his hand before he finished. (laughs) I just assume that's what you wanted me to do. Do you want me to get on my knees when I do this? Would you like to humiliate me some more? Yeah. Do you want to feed it to me? Do you want me to wear something ridiculous? Are you going to put it in the fly of your pants and have to eat it out of that? How do I get the money? Yes. Tell me how I get the money. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, like, yeah, I'll eat that fucking ghost pepper. I don't know what it's going to do to me. Don't call an ambulance no matter what. I know exactly what it's going to do to me. Don't call an ambulance no matter what. But Oh, yeah, I know what's going to. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know what it's going to do to me on that end for sure. But at, in the moment, please do not call an ambulance. I want to keep my 10 grand, not just $200 of it. Yeah. I will, um, I'll eat this ghost pepper. Bring me some milk. And then as soon as you walk away, I'll purge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Give me it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I I'm still that guy, guy too. I, yeah, I'm s- still definitely that guy. Yeah, I used to be the kind of guy that you pick a marshmallow up off the ground because I did work at Blue Man Group. There were marshmallows everywhere. Uh, you'd pick a marshmallow up. I off don't the think ground. that. An- at least for a lot of people, I don't think that answers that, Dan. There's a lot of. <laughs> I don't think you can say I worked at Blue Man Group. There's a lot of marshmallows on the ground. I think for a lot of people, that's like. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> if you've ever it seen... Doesn't, it doesn't you, seem... Watch Blue Man Group. And right. And talk to me about marshmallows. There, <laughs> if you work there, there are marshmallows. I'm just saying for the uninitiated. There are marshmallows and Twinkies everywhere. I'm just saying for the uninitiated. That sounds like a crazy-ass sentence you just <laughs> said. <laughs> like, like, I ate marshmallows. Oh, I worked at Blue Man Group, so there's, there's always marshmallows around. Yeah. <laughs> just like, like, if you picked marshmallow about, off the ground... And said, Dan, I'll give you a dollar to eat this. It's in my mouth already. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a dollar, and I've taken the marshmallow Gra- from you. Yeah, a ground mellow. Yeah. yeah. It's not a big deal. Because I'm going to die one day. Why not today? <laughs> that's, that's, you know, that's dreary and motivating. You know what, you know what, though? The Rangers are, they don't want their friends, the Aquitians, to die. So they bug Billy to call Zordon. yeah. To see if they're still alive. He's like, you know I should only use this for emergencies. Yeah, it's like, no, fuck off. Get in the water. Leave me alone. So they child surround him. And they're like, please, Billy, Billy, Billy. Yeah. And he's like, no, I feel weird They threaten, Yeah. They threaten to Lord of the Flies him. Yeah. And he's like, fine, fine. Just let me bring out the... He brings out the the weird-ass Zordon compact. Yeah. That they introduced before. Two episodes ago. Two episodes that's just convenient since they can't use their... 
since there's no God, they God, can't the, use the communicators because the communicators were tied to the power coins. The power coins are gone. This is just yeah. This is just this is Zordon's like cell phone, personal cell. <laughs> yeah, just, this is uh, this is a uh, it's one of those uh, the the Boost Mobile. Uh, the Nextel chirp. Yeah, the Nextel chirp. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this is Zordon's. This is this is the chirp you share with Zordon. Yeah, it, it gets to Zordon. That's it. Yeah. I but miss the Nextel <laughs> chirp, man. It made it look so cool, and then someone had to explain it to me that it was like it was like a walkie-talkie, Freddy. Uh, yeah, but it was a real long distance walkie-talkie. Yeah, well, you could go pretty far with that, yeah. like cross country. And if you plan it out, like your group of friends. All, all like, hung out in the vicinity of each other. Then you can reach a pretty good amount of people. Yeah, you know, just have <laughs> <laughs> when I, uh, when I graduated high school, I went to New York for the summer to go spend time with family. Uh, it was with different family, so I went to hang out with cousins, but. Didn't tell my grandma and grandpa I was coming. Didn't tell my aunts and uncles and stuff like that that I was coming so that nobody knew I was there except for the cousins I was hanging out with. I went specifically to go to Warp Tour in New York. I don't know why. I guess I really, I hadn't seen Yellow Card enough times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you really needed to get that Hawthorne Heights in you. This was pre-Hawthorne Heights. Was it pre- oh. You really This need- is a... Uh, you really needed to get that sugar cult in you. This is when Fallout Boy's main single was uh, Oh Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really needed to get that All American Rejects. All American Re God, All American Yeah. Uh it was like the big songs of the summer were uh really needed Ocean Avenue. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Taking Back Sunday was fucking around. Taking Back Sunday and uh, a favorite house Atlantic. Because yeah. Coheed was on that warp tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, not a bad time. Yeah, and I liked I liked that old uh, American reject. Yeah. Um, so you went there and you told no one. Yeah, and everybody in that crew had Nextel chirps. Wow, everybody. Wow, they all lived in in Yonkers. It must have been affordable. I think so. Like I mean, like, I would think they would be affordable because how limited they are. Well, also, we were all 17, 18. So everybody had jobs but no rent to pay because, like, we're all fresh out of high school. Yeah, okay. So so nobody's everyone, living on their own. Everyone yet, had so. disposable income. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was money you made. Well, that everyone was had a chirp. Everyone had a chirp, but you didn't? Well, we weren't from New York. Mm. It was me and two other people. So you kind of, like, we had razors. Because that was the Las Vegas phone. That's very fucking true. <laughs> yeah. Sidekicks yeah. and razors. Yeah, we all had razors and sidekicks. Yeah. And in New York, they had Nextel chirps. Mmm. Very interesting. So we were all... What a... We were all very jealous. Anthropology is real neat. <laughs> so that's really cool. That's really cool. Like, yeah, they, you're absolutely right. Razors... And razors were a thing. Sidekicks were a thing in Vegas. That was yeah. hardcore it, baby. Fucking walk around with a Blackberry, you'd get jumped. Well, that and was a fancy would, phone. And it wouldn't get stolen, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> what did you Nobody just wanted that shit. They, <laughs> wanted, they yeah. wanted razors and sidekicks. Yeah. 
Um, I miss the day of, of just gimmicks. You know? <laughs> Nothing really has like a hardcore gimmick now. I think that if they made an iPhone with a keyboard, mm-hmm. I would fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Slide out keyboard. Mm-hmm. Now, well, you like, saw like you're like what Dan, happened? We have the touch screens though. Dan, we have the touch screens. I don't care. I what don't it, care. What happened to that? Did it ever come out, or is it is it still too far along? Is Elon Musk like working on it? The the razor with the foldable screen. Uh, they sent those out to influencers. Yeah, this is gonna be so past eight. Yeah, they sent them out to influencers, and then influencers wrote reviews about them, and none of the reviews were good. So they called oh. them back to work on it some more. Okay, but they're still coming. All right. Yeah. I guess, like, the screens would slap together too hard and crack each other. <laughs> what a stupid fault. Oh, shit. What a stupid fucking... Oh, what a stupid deficiency. Yeah. The screen slapped too... <laughs> this, this screen clap crack. Well, you also got to think, like, during those, during those stress tests, like, did nobody clap their phones like, the way a normal person would? Yeah. Did no one grab it? Like a it? Vegas teen? Did yeah. no one grab it and flip it with just their wrist? Yeah. Yeah. That was the appeal. Because you looked like a fucking MIB agent. I have a friend that was an Xbox uh, playtester for Microsoft, but it was on the system. Mm-hmm. His job for three weeks was to open and close Xboxes until the, until the disk the drive broke. broke so that they could figure out how to fix that fault. Yeah. Like... I would sit there and I would just close the phone, open the phone, close the phone. That's what you did with your razor. Yeah. That's what you fucking same thing with the sidekicks. Before you just fidget spinners or anything like that, you just you just sat there and you just back and forth. Or even better, when they had the one where the screen just slid up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They didn't flip, the screen just slid up. Don't know like how many yes. That was the that was the ambiance to so many scene and hardcore shows I've ever been to as you're waiting for the show to start. This is a, just a fucking audience full of clickety-clacks yeah. of these screens sliding up and down because <laughs> people just fucked with their phones. And that's a very good point. Who's these alien scientists that are testing these phones and not thinking it like, what, they just opening it? And like, that works? Oh, fantastic. Close super gingerly write down test one you know successful or whatever yeah. you like slap that shit it's a fucking razor you know yeah hmm. clap your hands with the phone in your hand yeah because someone's gonna do that yeah absolutely wow man that's how how, how out of touch marketing is that was actually something I got in a, like on a tirade about similar to this one where like I was just ta- like how it just feels like Commercials are made by computer programs or something like that that have no idea how he- humans operate. It's it's baffling what marketing is nowadays. I work in a, my current job. I work very close with a marketing department. Yeah, um, they're all full of mid to late twenty somethings and like thirty somethings. Yeah, and um. We were talking about esports and like how we can put our company into the esports sphere, and they're like, "Well, why don't we get into? Why don't we start doing what some like uh, 
some influencers are doing and hopping mm-hmm. into people's streams and saying, hey, you win this game, I got you on an all-inclusive trip to Vegas mm. with tickets to Lady Gaga. Mm. Um, one of the 30-somethings goes, well, why don't we give them tickets to share instead? Now, no, no disrespect to the immortal. Yeah. You know? Not at all. Would never. But... Over like at this time, at this point in both their lives, share a share live performance over a Gaga live performance. Get the fuck out of my face! You know, like we. I've been to both shows. Yeah, I've seen Enigma. I've seen Share live at the park. Share is Undertaker. Uh, the Share show was a spectacle. Yeah, Share doesn't sing during her show. She lip syncs. Share is Undertaker. Yeah. His match, uh, like his entrance, is a spectacle, and he can still hit the the favorites. Yeah, but you want to, you want like, you know, you want a quick tenor out of him, and that's it. Lady, the Lady Gaga show brought me to tears. It's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of. It's it's one of those things where like, if you popped into the power playthrough stream. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and someone came in and said, you win this game, I got you on an all-inclusive trip to uh, Atlantic City, and you get to see Rod Stewart. I'd be all about that. Mm-hmm. But I'm in my 30s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you catch a Fortnite kid, 19 years old, I got you on an all-inclusive trip to Atlantic City, you can go see Rod Stewart. They're going to say, Who's Rod Stewart? Who's Rod Stewart? Yeah. Isn't Atlantic City just dirty Vegas? Yeah. The only reason I want to go is because I tell people I'm in Atlantic City. Yeah. I got people around that could show up. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah. I, I think there's I think there's a lot of that just out of touch. And not necessarily that like these 20-somethings are in touch either. But it's just this yeah. marketing. this But like these marketing people that sit here, all they do is think about marketing stuff. They don't think about... What What would I like? They don't think about what would I like. They think about, well, what's not selling and how do we push what's not selling? Yeah. That's kind of it. They're trying to sell you on something that you don't actually want. They, they've just got to show you how much you want something that yeah. you actually want. Yeah, I got you. I got you. They're, they're, under, they're pu- trying to push their underperformers to the front. 40 minutes in, we're <laughs> two minutes into the show. It's okay, baby. There's only two episodes to talk about. And I think that we should handle these Beetleborg style almost. Because yeah. the coolest part of this episode, like... The water park? Is the water park battle. But to get to the water park battle, the equations want to... The kids want to know if the equations are okay. Yeah. So they... Yeah. Right. So Zordon calls them. They're like, you good? They say, we're good. We're just about done. <laughs> yeah. We're we're almost hydrated. <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah, we just about done. We can come. We'll, we'll be able to come back soon. Like, all right, we'll be at the house. Like the and uh, so Rita and Zed's plan is that they need a they 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 need they want I should say they they know a way into the command center and it's going underground. Yeah, and they want to destroy the command center by. Kind of sapping it that way, so they're gonna have 
you know, the best boys, Rito and Goldar, go in. In the meantime, they're going to keep those rangers busy by picking the nastiest kid in school and turning it into a monster. Yeah. And uh, then we get a, we get your obligatory water park shots. We get the kids going down slides, having a great time. Bulk and Skull try to cut to the front of the line. Again, Bulk's uncle is the owner. So, like, one of the... One of the guards at the front, who actually, I think, is the guy when Bulk and Skull were writing parking tickets. And oh, he's that huge dude. That's yeah. Potentially like a, like a, potentially like a, maybe like an NBA player or something like that. Yeah. This guy's massive. But yeah, he looms over little Bulk and Skull and he's like, what are you trying to do? Where's the line? You waited in the line? They're like, that's the line? Yeah. Oh, we'll go to the back of it. No. You just say, no, I'm, I'm yeah. Bulkmeyer. Yeah, yeah, I'm Bulkmeyer. Is his name ones. Paul Bulkmeyer in the show? I believe so. Paul Bulkmeyer. Okay. Uh, just because, like, the actor's name is Paul. Eugene Skolovich and... Oh, it's Farkas. Farkas, yes. Farkas. Yeah. He could just say, I'm Farkas Bulkmeyer. And goes, yeah. oh, Oh, right, right. Go on in. You know. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Like, your you're uncle, on the list, man. Your uncle owns a park. You're good, man. So, yeah. But they they witness, um, in the in the episode, they witness Bulk being Bulk. And they're like, that's a good candidate. That stinky little boy down there. Let's that, make kid, that kid's fuck with a bull. Yeah. <laughs> we should make him into our nasty monster. So when they turn him into a monster, they turn him into the yokai that was the good yokai. Uh, yeah. Once he gives himself over to Junior and he turns yeah, evil. He tur- yeah, so... It was Mushroom Coon. Mushroom Coon, yeah. But they, so they turn him into Brat Boy. Yeah. Brat Boy, the little dickhead. Which is the yokai's evil form. He's got, like, the game controllers yeah, on him. Yeah, he has game... He like has, that. like... He's got uh, turbo pad armor. Yeah. He's got, like... I never like there. I don't know why there's more details that's picking up to him. Never noticed the parts on his shoes. I never noticed. Never noticed. I never noticed he had a crotch piece that was made out of like one of those gimmick controllers. You know. Yeah. There's a lot I didn't notice about him until this episode. But w- real neat thing that happened is not only are these two episodes well, not only are these two episodes directed by Paul Schreier, and this episode is focused on Paul Schreier's character, at least the kid version, when he becomes Brat Boy, the monster is voiced by Paul, which yeah. is, is a neat thing. We also find out that Paul, Mr. Paul, Paulie Schreier, may have a thing for the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. There's, it was actually, this has actually been a weird day for Wizard of Oz. I swear to God, if Kaku Ranger has something vaguely Frank L. Baum in it, I'm going to... I'm gonna say something's something's up. Something was up so with the, the energies, the lineup of our recordings. Yeah, the energies are going going wild today. So, Rita and Zed want to watch him bully more before they they try to get him going. Yeah. Let's see so, what else he does. Let's see what kind of stinkiness he gets up to because he's a little stinker. He throws some uh, he throws some floats on the kids while they're going down the slide, which would hurt. Which would because hurt. water park floats are like thick rubber. Mm-hmm. And if you just hooked one at a kid while he's going 30 miles an hour down the slide, that might break a nose. Well, the thing, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would. Yeah, the fr- that fragile little kid face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll still, break a nose Still malleable sure. and looking to grow. And it catches an inner tube. 
to the thick septum, rubber? to the septum of thick rubber, big style. That's a broken nose. Yeah. So the fucking Christ, that God. You okay? I wish I could hear that back, like right now. You can. The, oh, it's cool. It's it's real cool. Mal like malleable kid school looking to grow. Big style. <laughs> getting, getting hit in the face with that with that with that thick rubber. <laughs> Big style. Fuck. Um. Fuck. <laughs> so. Rita and Zed. Wow. Oh, so the the kids that got fuck me. God damn it. The kids that got inner tubed big style. <laughs> yeah. They're complaining to Billy that those kids need to get theirs and he's like, I'll go talk to him because yeah. I'm dad now. I'm big back Billy. Yeah, he's yeah, he's the only yeah, responsible easy easy adult figure nowadays. Yeah. So Billy goes up to talk to little bulk and little skull and he's like, Hey man, you could really hurt people and he's like, I don't care what you think, nerd. I do what I want, when I want. How I want to who I want, and Rita and Zed go. Yup, that's the kid, and yeah. they turn him in to is his name Brat Boy. Brat Boy. He wanted to say Rat Boy. I want to say Brattleborg because that episode's coming up. <laughs> oh God! I on our on our uh, Big Bad Beetleborg series, which yeah. you can get on Patreon.com/slash Power Playthrough. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so, Brat Boy, the Rangers. Baby Rangers and Billy square up on Brat Boy. Fucking lot of bees. And he, Baby Rangers, Brat Boy. Bra- baby, baby Rangers, Billy. Baby, baby Rangers, Billy, Brat Boy. Uh, square up, and Brat Boy goes, nah, baby, I could take care of this. And he starts blasting at kids with a laser blast. Yeah. So Billy tries to get through to Zordon, but the communicator compact is wet. So he can't yeah, get out. Yeah, the technology doesn't work because it's wet. Jesus, there's a lot of... Zordon calls about six seconds later, and he's like, I'm glad I could get through to you, Billy. And they're like, can we fight this monster? And they're like, no, it's impossible for you to fight a monster. Yeah, he's too powerful. Rita and Zed have won. Yeah. Zordon's so ready to give up at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> Maybe because I wonder if it's like... I wonder if he's like... Let them fucking die. I got some cars in the basement. I'm going to get five new ones, and we're just <laughs> going to give them that. They're going to kick the shit out. They're going to kick the shit out of those fucking assholes on the moon, and we're good. Um, I don't want to go through the trouble of reverting these kids back to adults. That's why he holds out so long. And he's like, oh, you're still alive. The Zeo crystals, they can bring you back to adulthood. If you get a chance... Go and listen to Ranger Danger podcast, Boom Room, the one that covers Go Go Power Rangers episode twenty, mm-hmm. uh, issue twenty. Yeah, um, Ryan Parrott, the writer of the Go Go Power Rangers comics, talks about Zordon's motivations and why he holds back and why he makes sure that the kids don't escalate. And uh, this episode, in particular, will frustrate you to no end. Because of Zordon's motivations in these issues mm. and how Ryan goes into them, okay, it's it's really interesting. And if you're not listening to the Boom Rooms by Ranger Danger, um, you're missing out. Their show is uh, just like ours, except they do one episode at a time because they're normal people. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and they 
but like the boom room stuff are really deep insights to the comics because they get co- they get writers to come in and talk about everything. That's cool. Um, so listen to Boom Room. It's a good companion. Issue twenty. It's a good companion piece to what's happening here. Uh, this episode in particular, yeah, will frustrate you to no end. And knowing, knowing what you would know from, from issue twenty, issue twenty, and the comics breaking stuff down. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Of like why Zordon just doesn't have them kill people. Yeah. <laughs> so the equations are sent down on the sea. They uh, Zordon contacts the equations. They're like, we full up, we yeah. watered up. Yeah, it's like just in time. They're gonna need you. They come down to the water park fully morphed, and this is. This is by far the coolest fight I've ever seen in Power Rangers. Up to this point. Up to this point. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, so. <sighs> they utilize this water park Quick, to the fullest. fast rank here. It would probably be this, this fight, then Goldar housing the Rangers in his house. Yeah, you have to... You have to do this completely off of American yeah. footage. Yeah. Because you can't include Sentai footage fights. Yeah, in that's what, like, so uh, this fight, Goldar housing in his house, and then parking lot Ninjetti. I would say, ma- not including the ninja fights, because the ninja fights have been the coolest yeah. things. Yeah. Um, Ranger, or, excuse me, the metallic yeah, parking lots. I would agree with your thing Yeah, if the third one was... Yellow, blue, black in yeah, the parking that's, lot. That's what I mean. Yeah. The metallic yellow, blue, <laughs> metallic yellow, blue, black in the parking lot is still the bet. Like, that's. It's the coolest fight in season three. Yeah, it is. It is. It really is. And granted, we still have five episodes to go yeah. of Alien Rangers. But this fight is so awesome, mainly because of just how well they utilize the the spot they have. Yeah, like, like they, they, we get the Rangers like, we ha- we have like kind of like um, Brat Boy in the foreground like blasting at like red and yellow who are on the slides and like avoiding the blasts, you know, and as they're like, like jumping over the slides onto the like yeah. facade rock part. And we have the instrumental of we need a hero playing. It's just nice. Them running through a waterfall, we get uh, Delphine and. Corcus jumping into the water and swimming in full ranger garb. Yeah, like I thought it was cool because I feel like how I see it is that they became like part of the water. Mm-hmm. Like they fully went into the water and what we're seeing is just kind of like like uh, they become the water surface, you know, like they're not uh, and they do, and uh he, he sees them, he sees them like swimming in the surface in this like like um, this warbled, mirrored version of them, and then they jump out of the water, bone dry, of course. Yeah, kick the shit out of them. They um, yellow pushes Brat Boy down the slide, and then we get an awesome shot of the Ranger family all like they're they're la- drinking daiquiris. They're laid up. Yeah, they're hanging out on the beach. Yeah, they're family holidaying it on some on some like uh, on some beach chairs, shit like that. We got straw hats. Uh, paper umbrellas, the whole works. It's awesome. It's a really, really good shot. Just uh, 10 out of 10 on that fight. That was so cool. Uh, Brat Boy becomes Big Brat Boy. We get some fun prop work here because, so, 
Maybe it was just because of the location. They're like, how do we convey that he's big since we're going to keep him on the water park? And they make a little gimmicked out uh, miniature replica of the main um, slides. Main slides, but using like hamster tubes mm-hmm. and fucking uh, and the like same paper umbrellas that you'd put in put in like cocktails and whatnot, and a coconut drink or some shit. Yes, and he and he hits it. It's pretty cool. And then he dumps some polluted water on them. Which obviously fucks with him because stinky, no good. Yeah, yeah, it dries out the Blue Ranger immediately. Yeah, um, he seems really, really, really sensitive. They immediately make Brat Boy big, yeah. and then we get a battle with the Battle Borgs versus Brat Boy. A lot of bees again. Brat Boy, Battle um, Borgs, on the spot. At this point, the Baby Rangers they decide that Bulk's their friend and they got to try to save him. So they run up to yell at him and he shrinks down and he turns back into teenage Bulk. Yeah, for just a moment. And then Kid Bulk. Reed and Zed aren't having it. They turn him back into Brat Boy and they're like, no, Bulk, you can remember. He's like, I'm Brat Boy, though. I'm Brat Boy. Yeah. And then he turns back into Bulk. Yeah, because in this episode, in this episode, there's like two sequences of a uh, of, uh, mushroom coon becoming bad so i guess that's the reason behind. i don't know why they had to adhere to it so closely but we get a kind of uh, superfluous yeah like a um, superfluous power down then power back up yeah because when that happens the uh zed is like i think he needs like he says something like he thinks he needs a pick me up or think he needs uh juice he's all brat boy part two and and then brat boy goes he like starts commanding Brat Boy, and Brat Boy goes, "No one tells Brat Boy this what was to inter- do." This was interesting, and he shoots a blast and hits the moon. Yeah, base. it flies. Yeah, it flies. Perfect trajectory. Perfect tra- trajectory out of the fucking er- yeah Earth's atmosphere and hits the throne room. Crazy. It's pretty powerful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bulk wakes up and they're like, "You had a weird dream," and Skull's like, "You were a monster." Oh, and he's like, "I wasn't a monster." They said I wasn't. Yeah. Oh yeah, he. D- this is the more the this is the uh, Wizard of Oz, yeah. thing here because he says I had a weird dream and you were there and you were there and you were. And the Equation Rangers were there. Yeah, yeah. You know th- that old that old uh, song and dance. Yeah. Meanwhile, underneath the command center, Rito and Goldar are looking for their way in. They got a map and a bomb, and they're hunting, hunting their way down. Yeah. Meanwhile, back, the Equation Rangers have to go back to Aquatar. Pretty much after every fight now to rehydrate. Yeah. But the Rangers are told that they found a way to turn them back and to fix the Earth. It's to find the Zeo crystal. And they're like, but didn't we throw them in a time hole? Or didn't you throw them in a time hole? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. But now we got to get it. Yeah. And then. And he, he lists the Rangers know that through their power signatures, since they are the most powerful fucking things, you know, yeah. that he can uh, pin them down in their individual timelines and the rangers will have to go after them but each one is corresponding with a ranger so and uh billy says billy gets a raw deal here because billy's like i'm the only one that's been reverted back to an adult i should go on this quest and zordon's like sorry my dude but the crystals only work if you had age regression and me and dan were both like why 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 and honestly, we all know Zordon's like, Billy, 
Your good back. news, bad news situation. Your back's real big. Yeah. <laughs> we need to tone that down. Yeah. You get an administration job. You work right next to me. Yeah, you're moving up to corporate. But no more hitting the streets for you. No more Rangers. No more Rangers. So that's the first news that we get, or the first inclination, or the first... This is the first time we hear that Billy will not be donning a suit again. Yeah, and... uh it's kind of it's kind of sad but it's also the inkling of new powers. Yeah. Yeah. But that's so, the episode. Yeah, and we will get to the next one after these messages. So we are back with What are you thinking? What are you thinking? What are you thinking, baby? This one aired February 12th, 1996. This one was written by Jackie Marchand and directed by Big Pauly. Mhm. Like we said, in the first episode, that these are done, we're doing these in two episode blocks, which works out pretty nicely because it's uh, our directors on these are all yeah. two episodes. Yeah, it is really. It's almost. It's just, I don't want to say eerie, but maybe eerie is like the best way I could put it. It's kind of eerie how this show has, at least for this show, has lent itself to the the PP lay through format. Yeah. It's really weird because, spoilers, episode 100 lands on something. I'll just say that. It lands on something. It doesn't anymore. Oh, it doesn't anymore? No. Did we fuck that up? God damn it. Episode 102 is the finale of Kaku Ranger. Stinky. Yeah. Real, real stinky. Let's let's make it work. Let's cram it. (laughs) No. Put out two four-hour episodes uh, where we cover... That no one listens to. <laughs> um, yeah, so what are you thinking? Was... Yeah, this fits real nicely for the PP Laythrough format where we just have two episodes with one director each. Yep. So this episode starts out in a field where the Rangers are going to jump into a time hole yeah. that is going to... Uh, Lead them to their Zeo quest. Yeah, in the field of a future Ozfest. So, someone's going to be watching Coal Chamber and Fear Factory and all kinds of Phil Anselmo giving a Nazi salute. So, the names of these episodes, we have five episodes left in Alien Rangers. Mm-hmm. I was under the impression as a kid that this was Zeo Quest Part 1 and then Part 2, Part 3, Part 4, Part 5, right? Mm-hmm. But no, they just, they're a part of the Zeo Quest. I feel like it was probably a Zeo Quest VHS. And the VHS oh, was called Zeo Quest. Right, right, had right. five episodes on it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I do, I do remember it all being a, like, being a five-parter each uh, each ranger getting their own individual episode where they go and discover their roots. <laughs> yep. And this is Rocky's episode. Yeah. Starting off with Friend of the Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Big thing. So. One day it'll be true. Yeah. <laughs> so the rangers are all pushed into this time hole by their corresponding person. Yeah. So Delphine pushes Tommy. Yeah. Uh, they each give or- them... They each give them kind of like uh, words of wisdom, yes. little adages. I don't know. They all, but they're all with their respective rangers. And again, another kind of clue as to what's going to happen because white is with white. Yeah, makes sense. Blue, 
That's Rocky. That's Rocky. What's going on there? Red is with cat because that's close to pink. That's close to pink. That's close to pink. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so yellow with yellow. Black with green. Yeah. <laughs> uh well bl- black black with black. But yeah. like the blue with Rocky was the interesting thing. Yes. So everyone jumps in and it actually looks like the alien rangers are pushing, pushing them into pushing these kids holes. into a pool. Yeah. Yes. Uh and then we find out that uh the blue ranger is dehydrated and he needs water badly. He is always just thirsting. Yeah, and they're like, "Okay, we have the opportunity to permanently dry up the alien rangers. Let's send down a monster." Thirsting like a and Zed's like, this isn't time for one of Finster's bullshit monsters. (laughs) We got to send in a professional. We're going to send in Witchblade. Yeah. Now, I thought to myself, yeah, Fox's Witchblade, which was based on Image Comics Witchblade, Top Cow Witchblade, who was very scantily clad, but Fox's Witchblade was just a gauntlet. So I thought that it was just a weird crossover with Fox Knights. Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah, right. No. Crossover with fucking Airwolf <laughs> or the Mantis. Yeah. <laughs> so Rocky drops out into this field. It's actually the Glen Helen Pavilion. Exactly. Uh, and he meets a young boy with a burrow. It's not a burrow. No, I just want to say a burrow. Oh, wait, he's, a, got a, a, he's got a goat. Yeah, he's got a mountain goat. Cabron. <laughs> and uh, he goes, hey, uh, what's up? And he's like, I... I don't speak Spanish. And the guy's like, I speak a little English. He speaks perfectly perfect. better than me and Dan. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, uh, I think I got some relatives around here, uh, but I'm looking for a crystal. And they're like, a crystal? I've never heard of a crystal. I don't know anything about those drugs. Yeah. He like, does not want the cartel coming down on him. He's like, are you sure it's an important crystal? And he's like, oh, you're talking about actual, like, actual... Actual, like, mineral crystal. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, there's one in the volcano. There's a volcano. I don't know if you saw it. It's literally 20 feet behind you. There's a crystal inside. That motherfucker. Yeah, it's got powerful. I thought you were talking about something else that was going to get me decapitated. I thought you were going to talk about something that was going to put me in an oil drum and set on fire. Yeah. But that that crystal, you can go get, white boy. (laughs) No one's brave enough to go get that thing out of the volcano. Yeah. And he's like, can you walk me there? And he's like, I'll show you the way, man. I'll walk you to that volcano. Yeah. Come along, Poncho. That's uh, the goat. That's the goat. Yeah. <laughs> the kid's name is Pablo. Pablo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're trying to find a pure water source for Sestra, the Blue Ranger. Yeah. And it's like, dude, to the time reversal, our data banks are fucked because nothing matches up. Really, Zordon? Because I thought you put him in a fountain. But first off, Zordon, why don't they match up? You're telling me the files, what, do you erase them when the year rolls over? Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? They were that? prepping for Y2K, man. <laughs> <laughs> what? But that doesn't... Uh, your data files don't match up because you went back in time. But the data should still be there, Zornon of the past. Unless he wasn't collecting until the Rangers showed up. Like, fucking asshole. Like, they were just hanging out playing Fucking Pong. asshole. Nothing to do, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Alpha, uh, did you get the Sega channel working? <laughs> so, Billy's like, why don't we go to the aquarium? Can you guys talk to fish? And they're like, yeah, we speak all aquatic languages. So they're like, alright, let's go. I got go. questions, but 
no worries, let's go. Yeah, so they're going to talk to some fish to find some purified water sources on Earth. Just to get Bulk and Skull in the equation. They're in detention. They got shirts on that say, I heart aliens. They got this is, pins on their hats. This is good continuity. W- with real sexy faces of yeah, the uh, of alien a, rangers. Of a... Of a Titus. Titus. Titius. And Orico. <laughs> Titius and Orico. Yeah, Titus and Orico. Um, that's good continuity, though, because last episode, Skull saw him in action. Yeah. And Bulk was saved by him. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, alien rangers are the shit. But they're like proposing hypotheticals to, to each other, which is real funny. He's like, you think Darth Vader could beat the alien rangers? And Bulk's like, you're fucking stupid. That piece of shit, Darth Vader, isn't real. <laughs> You're like, what about the Klingons, though? Again, not, not real. real. What about Dracula? And Bulk just gives up at that point. They're like, My boy coming at me with the stupidest fucking questions. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. teacher is like, I hope you guys are talking about that report you guys have to write. He's like, yeah, we're going to go to the aquarium because we're going to write it on fish. I'm like, we're going to write it on fish? That's boring. Why don't we write it on, um, why don't we write it on Dracula? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, our still. monster bulk and skull, Rito and Goldar, are still under the command center looking for that door. Yeah. They found a door, and they're like, the best way to get through is to blast it. Rito goes to shoot at it, and it just sets Goldar's map on fire. And he's like, first thing you got to do, Goldar, put down that flaming map. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, they're, uh, that's, that's the same energy. That's the same energy I get from <laughs> Hillhurst and, and Beetleborgs, man. We just have goofy monster boys. Sestra talks to fish Aquaman style. Yeah. It straight up is. He's like, very intelligent creatures. Yeah. Where's the water? I've got to go to a place outside of Angel Grove. It's called a stream. (laughs) (laughs) So he morphs by himself. Bulk and Skull show up, and they're like, hey, what's up? Can we get your autographs? Can you take me to your leader? We just want to know. We love you. Yeah. Do you... uh, do you know what is what do what do they ask? Do you guys uh, ever sh- meet Captain Kirk? Captain Kirk, yeah, yeah. They have. Can we yeah, ride in your UFO? Yeah, bulk. Yeah, can we? Do you, can we meet Captain Kirk? Can we ride in UFO? They just throwing all the all the sci fi references at him. Billy is like the alien rangers handler, and he's like, the aliens are busy right now, and they're like, hey, it's the old guy from the water park, and Billy's like. Oh. Come on. They're like, why should we listen to you, mister? Because mm-hmm. I hang out with the alien rangers. Yeah. You dumb kids. Yeah. So, Sestro takes off to rehydrate. He morphs, and he's ambushed by Witchblade. Yeah. Which, we get a cool sunset battle, which is actually the end of the Witchblade fight from the Kaka Ranger episode. Yeah. What, when he's does already she go, found. Does she go? Oh, she does. Duh. Because yeah. mostly, she beats up uh, Sekai. Which one? Saizo. Saizo. Yeah. Uh, mostly she beats up Saizo in his human form, mm-hmm. and then he finds her weakness through the photos where she lifts her arm up the yeah. wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Like she reveals the like the a weak point in the plating on the arm. Yeah. Yeah. So they do the final battle, which happens at sunset. And which is like a samurai one-stroke duel thing. Yeah. But in this it's uh it's played a little different. Well, here. because right after the strike, we don't see Witchblade fall. We just cut right back to Rocky who's climbing a mountain to get to this crystal. And then we cut to the boys 
Or we just cut to Goldar, who's holding a box of popcorn, who's like, I know, I'm just going to lay a path of popcorn that I'll follow back if I find the way. Yeah. Or if I get lost. Yeah. Smart thinking. The Rangers are contacted by Zordon, they say. Hey, Sestro's in some shit. And uh, they morph, and Sestro's running across water. Witchblade smacks him, and he falls in the water to where... Everyone kind of cheers them on. They're like, you're doing a great job. Remember, you're in water. Yeah, well, this is the stream. Zed has said in this one, he's like, I am going to stop them from being able to summon their battle borgs. He's like, I'm going to put... Oh, yeah, we forgot that detail earlier. I'm going to put a protection field around Earth so they can't summon them. Yeah, whatever. Like, it's just to explain why in this footage it's Shogun. Yeah. That's all. (laughs) They've used the Shogun Zords like three times. Yeah, already. I don't know why they needed the explanation, but it's just like, I guess they thought that we'd be asking, why don't they use the Battleborgs? That's their favorite. Well, I would assume that using the Battleborgs and bringing them all the way to Earth would use up a lot of their hydration levels. Mm. So why wouldn't they just use the Shoguns? Yeah. I mean, I'm saying, like, there's plenty of ways to explain it without just this silly ass, uh, what do you call this? Earthnet. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that wasn't that a service? Wasn't that an ISP? Uh, no, that was Earthlink. Earthlink. But the net around the Earth to protect it is the plot of Men in Black Three. Oh, did you see that? Yeah, that one's super underrated. It's very good. It's a great film. Yeah. Ah, that's that is a well, yeah Earthnet to stop the Borgs. The battle variety, not yeah. the beetle variety. There's a pretty cool, uh, or I say neat little thing when they try to summon a battle borgs and the Power Ranger theme kicks in and then it goes, and fades out like yeah. a wet fart. And they're like, well, that was weird. Let's try it again. Same thing. Pretty good. And they're like, okay, fuck that. Let's just call the Shogun. They call the Shogun Zords and we get to see the full summoning from Kaku Ranger. Which is which hard as fuck. I'm going to be honest with you. Made me go. Oh, because in our show, in our viewing of Kakurei, Kakurei, Muteki Shogun, Muteki Shogun, just came back, and we haven't seen him summon piece by piece yet for quite a while. That's true. Yeah, it's been about four weeks since we've seen Muteki Shogun. Yeah. So, seeing the full like calling of everything, and then with. Uh, the Shogun's running and then becoming each piece one by one was uh, really nostalgic feeling, even though it's only been a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a treat. Yeah. It was a treat to see that. And then hearing it to the Power Rangers theme is also, yeah. and, also cool. And Witchblade gets uh, struck down with no effort. Yeah, because Muteki Shogun, Shogun Megazord, suffers no fools. Exactly. Flame Blade, death. <laughs> Rita's trying to tell Zed, I told you so. Should have yeah. used one of Finsters. Yeah. And they're um, down below uh, the command center. Goldar's uh, following his trail back because it led him to a dead end. But of course, his trail is being consumed by Rito. Yeah. Who, who he meets. Just mouthful of pop, skeleton mouthful of popcorn. He's like, Why did you eat it? He's like, Well, I was hungry, man. Yeah. I didn't know that this was your plan. Yeah. I just thought there was free popcorn. And then we cut to Rocky climbing the volcano, but his hair has been let down. He has unleashed the power of the mullet. It is full-on mule. 
Jeez. To go from, you know, being tied up in the back and you just got the spikes in the front, you know, and it's just a, like kind of like a, it, it can, it could pass off as a kind of like ponytail. He, you know? he looks like he would be first in line to buy tickets for the Kid Rock Cruise. And when he gets on the Kid Rock Cruise, he would be wearing a t-shirt that in Toys R Us font said, Clit R Us. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's full on peak of his, well, I shouldn't say peak of his career because he recently reached a new peak, but pre, or what do you mean recently? Old Town Road. Oh, you're talking Billy about Ray Billy Cyrus. Ray Cyrus. Billy okay, Ray Cyrus. I thought you were going to talk about Big Bang. No, 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 no. Big Bang has no peak. It just keeps going. <laughs> okay. I was going to say that was real rude. No, no, he has no peak in the sense that he can he can never he can never peter out. He can never reach. He has no limit. He is a friend of the podcast. <laughs> he met Hulk Hogan. He met Hulk Hogan. He was on high noon at Mega Mountain, and he got to work with Hulk Hogan and Jim fucking Varney and Dolly and Dolly. What? Yeah. Fuck you. Not really because we love you, but Jesus, at 13, you just trumped anything I will ever do in my life. Immediately. Two of my goddamn heroes, two of my tippy-top heroes in the whole world, he got to work with them. Don't matter what I'd do. Big Bang better. Big Bang better. <laughs> Big Bang better. But he has unleashed the mole, and he is straight up Billy Ray Cyrus. Like, little Billy Ray Cyrus. We're yeah. talking... He is, he is doing the Kids Bop version of Achy Breaky Heart. Yes, and it is just as successful as the original. He's climbing into a volcano. Yeah. He finds a little rock outcropping that he lands on. It is hot as fuck in there. His mullet is still luxurious, even with the... The heat. No sweat, though. No, no sweat. sweat. No sweat at all. No sweat but, in effort. No sweat on the skin. But luckily luckily for him, there's a triangle crystal. It's just yeah. jutting out of a rock. It's jutting out of a rock. It's shooting electricity. He grabs it, and he climbs out of the volcano. The little boy and his entire family are waiting at the bottom. They're like, you calmed the mountain. You yeah. saved the village. A little boy and, the, and a, a Tio and a... Nana and a Nino and a Tia are all just just a whole family down there. Yeah, and they say, like, you saved the village because that crystal has been fucking with the the volcano for a long time. And he's like, you're very brave. And he's like, you're brave too, Pablo, because if it wasn't... He didn't know his name. Oh. He says, you're brave too, because if it wasn't for you, I would have never found it. Yeah. And he goes, by the way, what's your name? And he goes, I'm Pablo de Santos. Yeah. And he goes, whoa. That's my uncle's... Uh, my granddad's name was yeah, Pablo. Or that's my grandfather. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, he's all. That's crazy because my that's my grandfather. He's all. My grandfather was also named Pablo. He's like, hey, maybe we're related. Like, yeah. yeah, maybe. Uh. And he busts out of there with that triangle crystal, which blows the mind of well, all the Chicanos. Pablo <laughs> is walking back down to yeah. to his granddad. Yeah. And Rocky summons the portal yeah. and dips through it. And Pablo turns around and goes, where'd Rocky go? And Granddad goes, I don't know, man. 
We got to go. We got to yeah. get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, they just watched. Um, you met a real witch. Yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. They 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 are um, thoroughly freaked out by this this display, and just just um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, oh, duh. so unintentionally hilarious. We have all the equations. Standing in the command center with and their Billy, handler and their handler Billy, and in the in the middle of them, a triangle forms above them of energy. Boop comes out little Rocky just poops out of it. Yeah, a little Big Bang, holding that triangle crystal with the goofiest smile on his face. Mullet still flared out, and the episode ends there where he's like, "I did it," and. Zordon's like, one odyssey of the Zeo quest is complete. Yeah. I can't wait till the rest of your team comes back. Yep. Cool. Yeah. That's the end of the episode. We're we're moving now. We're moving one crystal down. Yeah. In the Zeo. And that is the end of what we are covering today. Yeah. Uh we're in the we're in the end game now. For <laughs> for Alien Rangers, because we are doing the Zeo quest and then out comes Zio. Zio. Yeah. And that's going to be a fun time. So for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rangers at the core. I don't think we have anything else to talk about today. Because, no. I mean, we talked a lot about Nextel chirps. We talked about bears in the middle of the road, hobo stabbings. Yeah. We talked about water park pricing structures. Yeah. We talked about eating marshmallows off the ground. Out of touch marketing. Out of touch marketing. Uh, Power Rangers for a little bit. <laughs> Some uh, dotted in there. We did we covered a lot of subjects today. And I think that this is where we'll cut it off. All right. So thank you so much for listening to the show. We bring you new episodes every Monday and Thursday on your favorite podcatcher. We're on all of them. So go get you some. If you're a big fan of the show and you want to support us financially, you can head over to patreon.com slash powerplaythrough, where for as little as $5, you can get our Big Bear Beetleborgs series that is going on right now. Uh, you can get all of our VR Trooper stuff and more, whatever's coming. Stuff's always coming. We want to thank Rainer for the use of our theme song, Power Playthrough. If you want to go head over to rainer.bandcamp.com, you can go get a digital download of our song and all of their songs. And while you're there, you can get yourself a little pen with a lime on it and Rory's love. <laughs> um, Undying love. Yes, yes. And remember, cut them sleeves off your shirt because otherwise you're not in line with God's truth. There it is. We're on social media at Power Playthrough on Instagram, P Playthrough on Twitter and Facebook. Head over there, check things out, listen to us talk, uh, look at the Big Bad Beetleborgs merch that we have, because <laughs> it's on there. That's everything. Tasty kids. Handsome, tasty kids. Bad way to end it. So thank you so much for listening. <laughs> and, uh, this is the first shirt, the first Beetleborg shirt. I'm looking for the handsome tasty kids. And we have no 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 we have a picture that diffuses it and it's like the fry kids or something. And it's like ah it's not it's not a, I'm not a petter ass. I just like nostalgia food marketing. Where are them fry kids at? I want to lick them. I want to eat them up. I want to lick them for suck I want to suck the salt right off them. 
those little fry kids. May the power protect you. <laughs> <laughs>